Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Here we go again. We're going football year by year, and we are in the year of 1927. We're going to cover the professional leagues of, of football. You know, the players that get paid, what happened in the NFL and the AFL as they had vied to go head-to-head. We'll have this stories and more coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of Pigskin Dispatch. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to Football History Rewind, part number 61, as we go through year by year through the annals of great American football history. From the beginning, we're going to take you up as far as we can here and uh, talk about this great history. In today's edition, you know, we covered, uh, we're covering some professional game. Uh, we're in the year 1927. In part number 60, we talked about the college game and some of the rule changes. The NFL and the college game were using the same rules at this point in 1927. It was the eighth season of the NFL. But before we get into talking about this uh, pro season of the NFL in 1927, Let's make sure that you know how to get a hold of us. Love to have your feedback. It's pigskindispatch at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And uh, also, you can do some DMing with us. We are on Twitter, at Pigskin Dispatch. And on uh, Facebook, Pigskin Dispatch is the name of our our station there that you can go and check us out and see all our posts. So... The 1926 professional football season, oh, as we read a couple of episodes ago, was a wild ride. We learned from a couple of episodes ago in Part 59 of the series that Red Grange and C.C. Pyle's original American Football League had gone by the previous year's end. It was just that one year and done. Uh, great idea, but uh, just couldn't keep the finances going under. And the death knell of the AFL was that group's champion, the Philadelphia Quakers, who were in financial trouble themselves, uh, getting an uh, exhibition game against sort of a mediocre team from 1926, the New York Giants. And the Quakers got beaten pretty badly and uh, just showed how uh, inferior the AFL was to the NFL at that time. The, the New York Giants, you know, mediocre in 1926. Remember that. Because right before the 1927 season, the league eliminated the financially weaker teams that they had. They had no competition from the AFL anymore. So they said, hey, let's uh, cut bait a little bit with some of these smaller market teams that aren't making money and uh, go to some more bigger, vibrant, uh, more populated areas. 
And the results were quite evident when you look at the NFL standings from 1926 to those of 1927. The NFL reduced the number of teams from 22 to 12 teams, so basically 10 cuts, really 11. And the National Football League absorbed many players in a defunct American Football League franchise as well. And that team was Red Grange's New York Yankees. So the teams that were eliminated uh, from 1926 into the 1927 season were the Kansas City Cowboys, Los Angeles Buccaneers, who, you know, we've talked about them. They were sort of a traveling team just to have a West Coast presence. The Detroit Panthers, Louisville Cardinals, Racine Tornadoes, Hartford Blues, Brooklyn Lions, Canton Bulldogs, Milwaukee Badgers, Akron Indians, Columbus Tigers, and the Hammond Pros. Most of those teams, we have episodes so you can learn about their history here on Pigskin Dispatch. Go up in the search box up in the upper right-hand corner, type in one of those names, or we have links uh, to most of these in the this episode for Football History Rewind, part number 61. You can click on those links as you're going through the articles, take you some great information there. Well, the franchises from Canton, Columbus, and Hammond that were cut were they were original team names that helped organize the league in 1920. Okay, Canton Bulldogs was not the same Canton Bulldogs of Ralph Hay. That ended up going to Cleveland and getting split around and moved around. But still, they were in the city of Canton. They were called the Bulldogs, and they're you know definitely affiliations there, name-wise anyway. And another team, the Rochester Jeffersons, uh, were not one of the official cuts, but they had a second consecutive season with their position listed as inactive franchise in NFL. So they would come back, I believe, for one more season. Besides the Yankees, the NFL in 1927 consisted of the following 12 teams. The Pottsville Maroons, Chicago Cardinals, Dayton Triangles, New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Bulldogs, Duluth Eskimos, Buffalo Bisons, Providence Steamroller, and Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, Plus those New York Yankees we talked about earlier, that makes your 12 teams. Also missing from the playing fields of the NFL in 1927 were the African-American players. They were no longer in the rosters. In 1926, there were still a few black men playing at football's highest level, such as Fritz Pollard and uh, some other brave souls donning the pads. But in 1927, the awful decision to have a backroom agreement of owners not to allow non-whites on rosters was really quite evident. Uh, it was a very ugly era in American football that lasted till well into the 1940s when you had people like Kenny Washington and, and others that were breaking that barrier so that uh, African-American players could be back into the football fold in the NFL where they belong. Now, some teams, like the Buffalo Bisons, only made it through five games in 1927 before suspending operations through the remainder of the year. I believe Buffalo came back as the Bisons the following year and played some games. But uh, 1927, after five, they were done. The NFL championship title was claimed by one of the big market teams that the NFL coveted, the New York Giants. Remember, they were mediocre in 1926? knocked around the Philadelphia Quakers, the champs of the AFL. Well, they had a tremendous season, and New York took the title based on having the best league uh, record, which was 11-1-1. Tremendous there. They did had no championships or playoffs back then. It was strictly by record. Whoever had the best percentage, winnings percentage, uh, they were the champs. 
The story of the Giants team is really quite remarkable. The Giants registered 10 shutouts in the 13 games that they played. Not scored the opposition by a margin of, get this, 197-20. to 20. Pretty, pretty stout uh, defense there. That means that they only allowed three touchdowns the entire season, and uh, one of those extra points was no good. The only setbacks they suffered were against the 8-4-2 Cleveland Bulldogs 11, and uh, Cleveland won in a close one. You can imagine, because only 20 points were scored against them all season. To have success on the field, you have to have some good players too. And the Giants had a handful of them, including guard Steve Owens, who would later go on to become the Giants uh, Hall of Fame coach, and end Cal Hubbard. Cal was a great football player, but he is also the only person to be in both the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Baseball Hall of Fame. He made it in baseball as an umpire. These men played on both sides of the ball and seldom left the field. But the offensive production was mainly due to the skills of tailback Hinky Haynes and wingback Mule Wilson. Each of those men scored six rushing touchdowns during the 1927 campaign for the Giants. Now, they weren't even the leading scorers. Fullback Jack McBride was the leading scorer on that Giants team, and uh, he had six touchdowns just like Haynes and Wilson, but he also added a couple of field goals and 15 kicks after touchdowns, the PATs, to score a total of 57 points on the season. And you also need some good coaching to be a championship team, and they had a good one there, and headman Earl Podinger to provide that great leadership. Now, some of the top players in addition to the New York players that we already mentioned uh, for the NFL were many considered all-stars. Uh, many of the different newspapers and organizations of the day would choose their own all-star teams and all-pro teams and whatever. But here's some of the ones that are common. Gus Sonnenberg of the uh, Providence Steamroller. Ed Weir of the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. Ernie Nevers of the Duluth Eskimos, Patty Driscoll of the Chicago Bears that year, and Cleveland Bulldogs standout quarterback Benny Friedman uh, helped provide some great times in the city of Cleveland, showing that yeah, Cleveland could support a National Football League team and uh, some good things for uh, teams to come out there after them. And, uh, you know, like the Rams and the Browns and, uh, you know, just some successes that they had. So that's uh, pretty much it for the 1927 professional season. Really uh, paved the way. And uh, we'll learn what uh, happens with the Giants uh, two episodes from now in Football History Rewinds. Because we'll go back to the college game, cover 1928's college game next week. uh, Here, probably the end of the week, just like this one is. And uh, we'll we'll try to cover those each and every week and uh, go back and forth here, covering year by year in football history. So hope you enjoyed this. Hope you'll join us again next time. And remember, get our newsletter and you'll know exactly when those episodes are, are dropping. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast provider and uh, subscribe. Well, that's another great way to, to know when you, you will be released. Until next time, have a great Gridiron Day. We're taking a peek over at the chains and the down marker. It's fourth and long. We're going to have to punt the ball and get on out of here, but we'll have another series tomorrow for your football history headlines, so be sure to tune in.
we invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleat Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. Pigskindispatch.com is a proud affiliate of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast as well as Jersey Dispatch on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.